Morning Radio Podcast with Seth and Jess. As believers, we would absolutely never want to do anything that would cause other believers to stumble or to doubt or to feel shame or to question. Right. But we do have a couple of questions for you. Something Mm -hmm. to ponder. Okay, and we'll tell you a little bit of the reasoning for these questions. First and foremost, um, people have asked us this question. And so we're like, okay, this may make a good podcast. Let's find out. Um, So if a believer comes to you and says in the book of Jeremiah, God says he has given us a hope and a future. Amen. Amen. Right. Yes. Yes. We A believer has told you that. Somebody you know who is following God's word, mm-hmm. God's truth, who is living out God's word every single day, who stands on God's truth, God's principles, every single that you know of. Right. You, that you know of. Like, because you, you really don't know people. No. Okay. But as far as you know. As far as you know. They're doing the best that they can, and they are referring to the truth. And Love you it. know this. Because, right. I mean, you can look it up yourself. Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. Boom. It says it right there. But. He's given us a hope and a future. Yep. Um. Okay. So then there's a person who has openly said, um, I don't know um, where I stand in my faith, mm-hmm. but I do know what the Bible says. The Bible does say that God has given us a hope and a future, and I believe that. Excellent. But then you say, uh, hold on, uh, you have no right to say that. Um, and so mm, we're just going to have to dismiss you because you shouldn't be talking like that. <laughs> right. Uh-huh. Okay, now, right about now, you may be thinking, okay, Jess, Seth, what do you mean? It says the same thing. Like Mm -hmm. both people, believer, non-believer, they have the right. I mean, it says it in his word. Or you could be in agreement. Okay, that non-believer shouldn't be quoting scripture. Right. You shouldn't be paying attention or listening to someone who who doesn't walk in the same path as you're trying to. So which do you agree with? We want to know. (laughs) And we're asking because, as you can imagine, as radio people, we get this all the time, especially if we play certain things on the radio or if we talk about certain people, talk about certain things. Well, they're not a Christian. They're not a believer. You shouldn't be talking about them. You shouldn't be quoting them. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, if they say something inspiring, if they say something encouraging, if they quote scripture, to me, scripture is scripture. Right. And of course, like I said, we would never want to cause anybody to stumble or anything like that. But I guess this is a question: like, where do you stand? So you 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 find somebody who, in their walk of life, has been publicly questionable. Let's go that way, right? Mm-hmm. Let's maybe it's a celebrity that has uh, publicly, clearly not walked the Christian lifestyle. Let's use that as an example, all Mm -hmm. right? Celebrity A, I'm not going to use any names. Celebrity A, they've got some, well, questionable videos out there. They've got maybe a movie or two under their belt where clearly the character they portrayed was not a Christian. And yet that person in an interview comes out and quotes scripture. Let's say they quote Jeremiah 29, 11. Should you dismiss, I think this is where we're going, should you dismiss 
that reference and say, oh, that's ridiculous. They shouldn't be quoting the Bible because they're clearly not a Christian. But they quoted the truth. My opinion is bad people can be used by God to do good things. If someone is listening to this celebrity, they Mm -hmm. like the celebrity. They like the movies. They like their music. And they are inspired. They go, whoa, wait a minute. What did they just say? Hope and a what? Jeremiah 29. Let me go see if I can find some more about that. And then they end up delving into the truth, which we as believers know that is the irrefutable God's word. That is the truth. And they end up having God speak to their heart. Then this individual who we as pure and honorable and straightforward Christians would deem to be, oh, well, that's an undesirable individual. That individual who we would determine to be a bad person just quoted Scripture, and as a result, somebody came to know God better, came to know Jesus better, then who are we to say, oh, we, we, shouldn't, we shouldn't listen to them, we should dismiss them? I think that's being, I think that's being short-sighted and trying yeah. to be kind. But I believe that is being extremely short-sighted and limiting what God can do based on our opinions. Yeah, like, so I think there's a fine line here because, one, if somebody is that controversial where they have clearly have not been living um, a Christian lifestyle and they're clearly— doing some things that are not pleasing to God. First of all, you don't want to highlight that. And we would never. Like if there is someone who you know is like really doing some mm mm-mm. Right. Then we would never like bring them to the forefront. You know Mm -mm. what I'm saying? Mm -mm. You don't want to do that. Mm -mm. However, if there is someone who has a past, because let's face it, let's just be real. Most of us have a past. Most of us have a BC uh-huh. life before Christ's life. Yeah. Most of us do. Yeah. But if they have things they've done in their past, but maybe now they are um, trying to get right with God and they have um, some encouraging things to say or they are getting into a relationship with Christ, I don't think we should dismiss them. Right. I don't think. No, we should I don't think that's the Jesus way. No. There are, there are good things that are spoken by bad people. There are good things that are done by bad people. And you can't, you know the old saying, you can't throw the baby out with the bathwater? Mm-hmm. Um, also, this kind of leads me to the discussion of um, celebrities that come to know Jesus and profess their faith after being quite public of their BC lifestyle, as you said, their before Christianity <laughs> lifestyle. Yeah. One of the first things that we do is some question. Oh, sure, you're saying you're a Christian, but are you are you saying it without believing it? I doubt. That ain't for me to decide. Well, yeah, it's like, I'm sorry, <laughs> you don't, we do not know anyone else's true heart. Mm-hmm. The other thing is, how often do we as new Christians stumble and fall? Yeah. Just because you come to faith, just because you you profess that Jesus is the way, the truth, the light, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, doesn't mean that you're not going to slip and fall. Celebrities, especially when they slip and fall, they're in the public spotlight. 
And we as Christians have a great way of beating our own. As soon as someone comes out and says, oh, I'm a Christian, I'm trying to do my best and walk the right way, and they stumble, especially if it's publicly, then we just beat them. We, we verbally you know, uh, accuse them. We, we uh, start posting things about our opinion and, well, see, they weren't genuine to begin with. And if that happened to us, we would be heartbroken because as brothers and sisters in Christ, if we fall, it's not our job to kick them when we're down. It's, it's our job to say, hey, you know what? We all fall. Here, let me help you back up. Let's pray. Let's do better. Let's see if we can't do better today. That's, that's what it's all about. Yeah. You know? <clears throat> so I guess, I guess for me what my issue is and what my issue continues to be, and we've talked about this before, and this isn't all Christians, um, but there are, there's still a great number of Christians who seem to be so unforgiving of people and their mess. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? No, it's I do. like you can't have any mess. You have to get yourself together in order to live this Christian lifestyle. And that is so far beyond the truth. And we are supposed to be wanting to win souls for Jesus. We are supposed to be inviting people to be in this wonderful kingdom of Jesus. And how can we do that if we keep sending the message that you have to have it all together before you come to him? Mm. You have to be all clean and perfect <laughs> and flawless yeah. before you come to Christ. And it seems to be that a lot of the times that's the message we're sending. Yeah. We have to let people know that it's okay to not be okay and love Jesus. It's yeah. okay to have a relationship with him if you are still a hot mess. He will love you exactly where you are, but he loves you too much to leave you there. That's the important point. And I think that's where we have a tendency as Christians to go sideways. Yeah. We know that, you know, we, we have a tendency to hang our hat on love, love, hate the sin, love the sinner. Okay. And we, we have a tendency to equate hate the sin with hate the sinner. Oh, I'm sorry. You behave and you're sinning in your lifestyle differently than I sin. So I hate that sin. Okay, and don't look at me. I'm dealing with my own sin. We're mm -hmm. dealing with you right now and your sin, and we hate that sin. So until you get your act together, you can't be, you can't sit with us. Mm -hmm. And that's where we fall short. That's where we are absolutely not following the example of Christ. Yeah. We say, okay, I'm, your situation is against what God's word is. But we see that you are trying to improve. Come, let us help you. Let us pray with you. We've all done something that has yeah. fallen short, right? So you are making an effort to follow God's path. You are making an effort to become the person God wants you to be. We are here to help you every step of the way, especially when you fall, especially when you fall short and revert back, or as the old Christianese is, backslide back into <laughs> old behavior we're here for you because we do it too and that's We're why we need it. 
That's why we need a savior. Yes. That's why we need him. That's why we need Jesus. You know, I just had this conversation with one of my close friends who is not a believer. He went to church growing up. Yeah. And when and he admitted, I thought that made me a believer is because I went to church. <laughs> he said, yeah. growing up, you know, my whole family um, come from a whole family of pastors and churchgoers, and I was made to go to church. Mm-hmm. And he said, "I thought that made me a Christ followers because I was in, by association. Yep, I was. I went to <laughs> church all my life. Right. I was in church Sunday, Wednesday, and then I had Saturday night. I was always in church. So of course, I believe in God, right? And then he was mm-hmm. like, as soon as I hit eighteen, and I went to college, and I didn't, ha- I could make my own decision. I ain't go to church anymore. Yep. And he said, then I realized, oh, I'm not really a Christ follower. And he said, now." I don't want to have nothing to do with y'all on Sunday. And I was like, yeah. well, what do you mean? What, like, I started to get, like, I wanted to cry. Yeah. I was like, why? Mm-hmm. He was like, look at the church. He was like, y'all messed up. Yeah. He was like, y'all running around here doing this and that. And y'all got some mess going on inside the church. Y'all got mess with yourselves. And then y'all got a nerve. Mm-hmm. To look at all of us telling us what we need to fix about ourselves. Mm-hmm. And y'all doing the same old stuff. Y'all got sins going on yourself. And I'm like, wow, that hurt. But the truth hurts sometimes, it doesn't does. it? Yeah. And I'm not saying, look, first of all, y'all don't get offended and don't get mad. All I can say is I took a look within myself And there have been times that I have said, "Mm, look at her. Sure. Look at him. Look at what he's doing. I cannot believe he said that. I cannot believe he did that. And what was I doing? Gossiping. Mm -hmm. Talking to somebody about what him and her is doing. And uh, we all got stuff. We all do our, we all got different types of, nobody is perfect is all I'm saying. We all have things we need to work on and that's why we have Jesus and we have to quit acting like we are so perfect and we go to church and we are untouchable Mm -hmm. and we're unreachable and we're sitting up high and looking down low at everybody else who was not in church because it is not like that. And the non-believers are looking at us like y'all are a bunch of hypocrites. Yeah, and I hate that. Yeah, I do too. Um, I have a very, very close person in my life that has said flat out, "I will never walk into a Baptist church again, ever." And the reason is, is because of the um, the criticism. Because of the clickishness, because of the the example you just said, not being honest about their own sin. And yes, you probably think I'm picking on Baptists right now, but I'm not. I'm picking on the environment, regardless of what denomination. But the environment was, hold on, you've been divorced? Oh, no, 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 no. No, you can't be involved, okay? You got to fix that problem. And then when you've fix that issue, right? Which I don't know how you're going to fix being divorced because that's kind of permanent. When you fix that, then maybe you can be a part of us. That's baloney. 
And mm. that type of thing, that exclusionary attitude of we're going to – you can't sit with us because you have sinned in a public way, and we can't be seen associating with that. That attitude is why this particular individual said, uh, that's not God. Yeah. I'm not doing that. Yeah. I don't believe Jesus ever said, oh, hold on, wait a minute. <laughs> I'm sorry, you're a prostitute? No, 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 no. You can't sit here. Yes. Never, I, that, never. That's the thing. And it's so funny that you bring up that divorce thing because – when I won't say what denomination, I won't say the church, but I will tell you, um, when I got divorced, I was um, very active in the church I was going to, and I was on a team. When I got divorced, I was asked to step down from that team. Uh-huh. That's exactly what I'm and talking about. And I was about. like, what? Mm-hmm. I was so hurt because... I needed to be involved with my church even more during that time because one, I was already going through a really tough time and two, being active in my church, one, it kept me occupied and it made me in a weird way, not in a weird way, but it it made me feel closer to Jesus and I needed to be in community even more. Yes. And so when they told me, you know, this is not a good look for you to be divorced and so active in church. Mm-hmm. It's not a good perception. To whom? And I was like, but uh-huh. it says come as you are. And, uh-huh. and that's I was the point. crushed. I left that church. Yeah. I was crushed. Yeah. But they actually had gotten together and decided that it didn't look good for me to be a part of that team because I was divorced. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, it wasn't a team that was like out forefront and center of the church. It wasn't like a choir right. or a youth group or anything. I was like, oh, my word. Seriously. Mm-hmm. That happened. Now, I go <laughs> along with the fact that if you have someone who is refusing to acknowledge that there there is a need to improve. Oh, yeah. If they are refusing to acknowledge that they are living outside of God's will and they're flaunting it. Oh, that's different. Yeah, that's why I want to cover this. Oh, yeah, Yeah. different. That's why I want to cover this. If there is an individual who is being quite arrogant Mm -hmm. in their disobedience, then action must be taken in that aspect. And there must be a case of, okay, you cannot be here trying to draw others away from Christ. Yeah, you can't do that. You cannot be here trying to be a temptation to cause others to sin. No. You cannot be here in those circumstances. Good point. But if you mm-hmm. are someone who says, listen, I am dealing with this issue, I am struggling every day, and I'm having a real tough time, but I know God has the power to heal me and wants me to be better, I need your help then that's when the church opens their arms and holds you so close. Yes, oh my goodness, yes. And does not shun you. But what happens quite often is everybody gets shunned. Yeah. It's like, oh, no, no, no. And please hear heart, this is not every church, this is not every Christian. We're just talking about some. Some, and Mm -hmm. those some, you need to do better. You really do. Yeah. Um, (laughs) You telling that story. Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, this is driving people away from church. Yes, and I don't like that. I hear every day people say, you know, I I know the Bible's true, and this whole Jesus thing, that's a good thing. But, 
you organized Christians, you're no, I don't want to have anything to do with you. And I don't I know in my heart that that pains Jesus every it time does. that happens. Because we need each other. Yeah. We need community. I, like we need that. I believe Gandhi said he would have become a Christian had he never met one. <laughs> um I'm getting ready to read a biography of Gandhi mm-hmm. and I'll find out whether or not that's true. Mm-hmm. But even just the mere fact that a statement like that can be made and we go, oh, yeah, sure, I could believe that, That's a, that tells a lot, and that hurts. It, it does that hurts. hurt. It hurts because there were so many people in the Bible that was so jacked up and messed up, and <laughs> God used them anyway yeah. for his glory. Um, I was looking, Noah, drunk. Yep. Um, Abraham, um, well, this is not really a thing, but he was too old for God to use. God used him anyway, so but he that's thought, not really right. a thing. Um, Jacob was a liar. Yep. Lied all lied, homeboy lied all the time. Um, Gideon was always afraid. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, who else? Um, the prostitute Rahab, I always mess her name up. Rahab Rahab or Rahab. I always mess her name up, but y'all know who I'm talking yeah. about. Um, let's see. Um David had an affair, right? And he sent yes. somebody's husband off to be killed. Show did. Oops. Oh my goodness! Let me brush up on my Bible yeah. stuff. Yeah, I mean um, <laughs> Moses. Let's not talk about. He could have been in a true crime series because he. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm, he killed somebody. Um, Elijah was suicidal. Yep. At one point. Okay. Point is, people in the Bible they were messed up just like we are today. God used them all. Thanks for listening. If you have questions or comments, send them to podcast at spiritfm.com. This is a production of Positive Alternative Radio. The Jesus Fix It podcast is brought to you by Mardell Christian and Education Stores. And anybody who knows Jess knows that I love a deal and mm-hmm. I love a bargain. Mm-hmm. You know, you can get bargains at Mardell like toys for the kiddos and, and maybe you too. And things like <laughs> Melissa and Doug and science and craft activity kits. They're all 30% off and not to, not to mention best-selling books. 40 to 50% off every day. And all others, 20% off. Uh, yes, please. Hello. You can also find Mardell exclusive brands in their education, church supply, and gift departments like Renewing Minds and The Brainery. You can view their week- weekly ad and what's on sale anytime by downloading the Mardell app. Navigating life as a mom or a dad in a blended family can be a real challenge. But working together with God's help, there are strategies that work and ideas to cope. Blended is a podcast hosted by dad and pastor Derek Withrow, designed as real help for the 40% of families with kids from a previous marriage. Make it your next download on Apple, Google, or wherever you listen.